Sustainability. What is sustainability? Most people, when asked this question, are likely to associate their answer with uh, carbon footprints, uh, global warming, transportation, and energy consumption. But is that all what sustainability entails? Or is there something more to it? Something more on the individual level? We often talk about everyday habits we can adopt to be more sustainable in our day-to-day living. We emphasize the importance of education and awareness with regard to the environment, the planet and its resources, all with the hopes of a collective change in human behavior. In the process, we often overlook the autonomy we have in our own individual lives. But the key to operating as a functional society lies with none other than the power of its people. Sustainability isn't too different. Amidst all the technology, advancements and development, we've seemed to have forgotten what our roots are. We subconsciously make decisions that feel routine and habitual because that's how we've programmed ourselves. That's how our lives are meant to be at this very moment in time. Our great, 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 to the power, whatever, ancestors spend their time hunting food for days, uh, sometimes weeks. They use their anthropomorphic characteristics to their advantage, eventually prevailing at the top of nature's food chain. Of course, at that time, they didn't have the internet or uh, clear-cut jobs to focus on. Surviving out in the wild was their full-time job. Since conception, we humans have lived sustainably, or so we tell ourselves. But as we moved into the 21st century, for some of us, life became too easy. Exercising or moving around became a hobby for those who take out time out of their seemingly busy lives. Food that is meant to fuel us to sustain and flourish became nothing more than a task, an afterthought. Often at times we discuss the impact of global warming and climate change as if we're the ones at the forefront of policymaking. While these issues are undoubtedly important from a global perspective, they won't be the focus of our discussion today. Today, we're going to be addressing the idea of sustainable living from an individual standpoint. It's about time that we finally open our minds to the true potential of our physiology. It is imperative that we know what exactly is going into our bodies each day as we age. Sustainability, it starts with us. Welcome to the third episode of The Modern Z. Today, we're excited to have a special individual on the show. Our guest today started us as a, pers- as a personal trainer working for Fitness First in India before following his passion to open up his own cafe and fitness lab in Mumbai. With several accolades under his belt, such as having scaled the Everest Base Camp in 2016, representing India in Sylvester Stallone's Netflix reality production, The Ultimate Beastmaster, and most recently completing the Ironman Triathlon, the founder of Easy Human, Ritesh Shaiwal, Thank you for joining us, Ritesh. Pleasure is all mine, brother. So just to give our audience some background, tell us your story, your background. Like, why, how and why did you start Easy Human? What your philosophy is? Yeah. Mm, so, to start off with, I'll, I'll tell you where I belong from. So I come from a small town in uh, India called Patna, Bihar. And uh, I always say people coming from that place are known for primarily four things. We, you choose four, four passions 
and you are actually forced to choose those four passions one you can become an engineer you can become a doctor or you can become a IS officer right but the most prevalent is you can become uh, you can become somebody who makes guns and <laughs> and uh, I mean nations and arms so i had uh, i had uh, experience for all of these uh, passions mm-hmm. that are bihari comes from so what happened is that after pursuing my uh, 12th i moved to delhi from bihar and pursued journalism and i still write for most of the journals back in uh, in in mumbai and uh, i was working with fitness first uh, over a decade i started as a personal trainer as you rightly said in the introduction then i was uh, managing fitness business in uh, delhi cluster then i was uh, asked to move to take over the bombay business right and i was managing bombay fitness business and helped uh, fitness first in establishing three clubs in bombay and i, I very uh, specifically remember on uh, 10th june uh, 2016 2017 i decided that it's time for me to to do something of my own okay. at that point of time i did decide what i had to do so uh it took me one one and a half years and being very honest great that we are shooting uh, we are recording this podcast and i'll be very honest i was never a tech guy and i was <laughs> always 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 like uh, personal interaction face to face conversation but one thing uh, what actually the the whole uh, decade of fitness was taught me is that um at some point at most of the point of of my life as i was working from a kid to a man i was able to inspire people and i always wanted to reach out to people yeah and that's what that's where tech came into picture that's where i got inclined towards social media because that's that's one of the beautiful way that you can actually reach out to people and uh, whatever whatever it is it is your authenticity shows whether it's tech or whether it's you talking to somebody in person absolutely yeah and uh, yeah it took me around say one one and a half years we established human is human in july 2017 okay and we never wanted to uh, open a a health club health club because uh, we wanted to open something which we give it to the society uh, not from only from a point of view opening a health club but a holistic approach of well being that's why uh, one of the we say is human is food fitness and lab now that's that's where the journey of easy human started so yeah um, in in a nutshell this is how how we started easy human right um right. you you said that you went from journalism and you started working in fitness first as well what inspired you to go from um like jur- journalism and then get into fitness very good so what uh, so i'll tell you very honestly mm, i was a fat kid i i think i always say this in most of my interviews that people used to have yeah. uh double chin i used to have double face and uh, mm, as i was growing up and especially if you come from a place like bihar uh-huh. uh you're screwed <laughs> uh, uh so that and 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 constantly i was trying to find my strength so that's where fitness came into the picture and i was inspired by my elder brother mm-hmm. and he then i started working out there were point of time in my life that i exercised for 365 days in a year wow uh, so yeah it was not a leap year so but then what happened is uh, the passion grew and as i moved to delhi 
uh, I was working I was uh, working as an intern uh, with the Indian Institute of Mass Communication. I did my journalism in uh, I did my graduation in uh, bachelor's in mass media. So what happened is uh, the, I realized that my passion for fitness grew and there was not a single point of time in in 24 hours that I didn't actually exercised and I was in a in a position where I was looking for the jobs and um, I I I opted to work with fitness first because I thought uh, I would be able to exercise and I'll be able to earn some money yeah. and uh, that's how that's how uh, I started my journey with fitness first and uh, a, f- a fat kid aspiring to just gain strength and become strong every single day and that's how the journey started yeah yeah i can totally relate with that story um like in the last podcast i sort of covered a little bit about my own story how uh, mm-hmm. just uh, fitness just changes uh, changes the life in so many ways not just physically but mentally as well sort of gives you a clear idea of what you can do with your your life your body and even uh, set out a path for you if yeah, 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 yeah. Because you know what? Uh, it actually somewhere down the line, and um, I, I'm not an aesthetics guy. I don't, I don't believe in that. But it's always a byproduct of holistic uh, fitness, of course, yeah. and wellness. But uh, it changes how you function mentally as far as day to day life is concerned. Definitely, because yeah. the kind of uh, chemical response that your body goes through when you are actually leading a healthy lifestyle. Uh, it it shows it shows in your work it shows in your mindset it shows in what you speak think yeah. and um, whatever you execute in your life yeah so true no that's very inspiring like i i remember our first meeting back in 2018 where you had shown me your cafe and your gym i also recall uh, having a workout session at easy human uh, that was under the guidance of one of your trainers based on the yeah, whole yeah training style it, it was quite different to anything i'd experienced or done before it was quite eye-opening mm-hmm. um i've also got a picture of uh, easy humans menu and one of the dishes i see is this blueberry cheesecake you had told me how you've designed the menu in such a way that it appeals to everyone while being mm-hmm. healthy but also uh, without making it seem dull and boring could you share something about that Absolutely. You know what? And I, I'll tell you how the whole whole uh, thing of the food started. Yeah. So, and I, I'm a big foodie. Big, <laughs> big foodie. And that's why I was fat. Uh, so my, my, my food regime was, uh, for all those Indians who was listening, is uh, I used to have samosa, chaat, and Coca-Cola. You know, thumbs up. Yeah. That yeah. Thumbs up was there. So, and... Uh, in 2016, as you said in my introduction, I was actually, uh, I got this opportunity to represent India internationally in uh, a Sylvester Stallone-based show, which is called The Ultimate Beastmaster Season yeah. 2. And you know what? I really wanted to change my eating habit because as far as fitness is concerned, people always used to tell me, yeah, you're fit, you, you're very fit. But being very honest, uh, 2016 was a pivotal point in my life. 2016 was the year... I did uh, Everest Base Camp for the first time. Yeah. And uh, 2016 was the year when I uh, was I went for the show. Uh, I wanted to change my food habit and I started researching on uh, on uh, on uh, on food. Mm-hmm. And what I realized is that uh, the the fittest species that uh, mankind has ever witnessed 
were the hunters and gatherers yeah yeah who used to hunt their own food uh gather and then eat it and the whole backdrop of the easy human menu is based on paleolithic eating now i always say yes the paleolithic era was very old but the whole idea about uh, about bringing it in the in the in the modern world is 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 the creativity of it and as you mentioned uh, uh, our desert blueberry cheesecake it is a, it is a paleo desert the cheese doesn't have a cheese in it it's made of cashew cheese yeah and sim- similarly similarly you have uh, we don't use uh, uh, sugars or refined sugars preservatives. Yeah. yeah many preservatives or emulsifier we use uh, jaggery or honey or maple syrup so you know what happens is that whatever food you do, you 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 eat uh, uh it doesn't compromise on the taste of it because in in our head the typical notion for a healthy food is a salad that, that is served yeah, yeah. Or, a, or or a sauté vegetable or a chicken breast and and and, and uh, vegetables yeah that's that's the gap we wanted to bridge, bridge as far as our food is concerned at easy human so we served everything from blueberry cheesecake to kaki rolls to uh, cauliflower rice with biryani to uh, uh, butter chicken butter chicken where there's no butter right and then kulcha where there is uh, no grain so we are completely grain free dairy free pulse free and yeah we do not use any refined sugar or oil so that is the whole backdrop of the menu and being very honest to you not only the physical aspect changed but the mental aspect of of me evolved I I can't even I can't even express that yeah. I I I feel electric and the repulsive repulsive effect of that has been that you know till date till date and that's how how I say that we should not be talking that lingo of diet yeah we should talk we should talk we should be talking learning food and that was the whole process that i learned food because i went to the to the research mode wherein i wanted to sustain that you know and i now today i'm able to sustain it it has been what four years already you know i'm eating everything yeah but the whole nutritional value of everything that goes into my mouth is so optimum that i don't feel like you know there's a people call it cheat day i call it treat day yeah but yeah. even those treat days uh, are are not not junk food because i am not compromising on taste of it yeah. and if i'm not compromising on taste of it what is the chemical response that is happening inside my intestine gut and brain is that it doesn't force me to get diverted or eat something which is rubbish yeah yeah you don't you get those cravings mean? like like yeah, usually yeah because cravings comes from uh, taste yeah yeah i mean okay i want i want to eat that Mac- mcdonald's burger because it's really tasty what if i tell you we have we we serve the same burger which is equally tasty and and you know being being little bit critical here anybody who is used to a kind of a palate that t- takes some time to adapt to a different palate absolutely and yeah if you get a human mind like that and if you talk to a person who wants to who wants to move on into a sustainable way of eating nutritional food which is tasty too you need to talk you need to talk and say uh, if i if i say that you have a kaki roll which is made of almond flour most of the people like it but some of them might not like it but if you t- tell them in advance that your palate will adapt to it within a say 3 weeks time 22 days being very specific So that already sets a mindset that okay 
okay so i would be ready and then it would be able to sustain for a bit so that is the whole backdrop of the menu and being very honest whoever is listening what what these kind of food regime does it it helps you not only in your physical aspect but what you feel mentally is something which you can only explain once you start getting into that lifestyle yeah no i think uh, one of the most important things you mentioned was that you've able to sustain yourself throughout this time like um, yeah. the whole the uh, the whole idea of incorporating the paleolithic principles but at the same mm. time not compromising on the taste is something that's so crucial because we often get so fixated on oh i don't want to be on this healthy diet because i don't want to eat boiled chicken and broccoli but there is so much more there's so many ways we can explore with food without compromising on the health if we're just using Absolutely. the right ingredients and so that's As, you um, know you know just to add on yeah. just to add on a point right here is uh, when we when you talk about holistic well-being holistic well-being we need to cater to 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 not only human mind but human palate as well because as 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 i always keep telling is that it's the simplest information that you feed through your mouth is your food yeah you know if i tell you it's 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 like it's like asking a kid not to go near the fire the first thing that kid does is goes near it exactly yeah. it's exactly the same thing when you start telling somebody do not eat this in your dietary regime your temptation in your brain the trigger response is already there as as soon as i said do not and that's where the cravings come from yeah functions. yeah yeah so well, people usually have a very different idea of like food like um spe- specifically people who are working these days uh so the, they don't really eat uh for like for themselves they're eating because they like the food and that food might not be good for their like health overall so when you talk about sustainability do you have any um suggestions how yeah. people can actually improve their health overall while not compromising on their like palate in that sense cuz your menu seems actually more like i'm actually tempted to try it practically yeah. you should absolutely absolutely tell me tell me where a place where we where, where they say that you get a healthy healthy pizza you know what i mean yeah. tell me a place where they tell you you get a healthy burger tell me a place where you date typical indian right yeah. tell me a place where they tell you you get a butter chicken a better yeah. butter chicken yeah you know it's very uncanny and to to answer or to extend your statement what you said you know everything starts from conversation and i always keep telling to every individual that the only thing that the world lacks is conversation yeah we don't talk we don't express we inhibit if a person who has a desk job comes to me for a food i would like to talk to that person for good 2 to 3 hours because i want to change that person's understanding or else impact that person understanding about the food yeah and yeah. so which, which is the biggest thing we are in a rat race about not understanding the basic of it i keep telling there are only two ways to alter a physiological response in a human body brain mind and soul it is the food that you eat that's the information that you feed through your mouth and the vibration that you create in your body it can be movement it can be yoga it can be dance it can be capoeira it can be anything that you talk about right. so the first thing that i will do is to is to not push that person into my understanding is to help that person to 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 understand i should understand what he understands about the food and you know what if you want to bring a change you need to make somebody experience something and i always say if you want to make somebody believe something you need to make them experience it yeah true 
because otherwise it's just out in the open the bubble of conversation goes on and nobody execute for a sustainable period of time yeah. so if i have to change somebody or alter somebody or impact somebody's life i would either talk conversation i would understand the psyche of the individual anything any profession that you take take any 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 disease that you take to talk about any healing process that you talk about psychology is the most important thing i need to understand the psychology of the person once these things are cater my the easiest thing is to teach them food yeah which i call learning food you It's know not, what i mean yeah. i would never give them a diet plan never i would never give anybody a diet Yeah. I would never talk about my yeah, you can't macros. really sustain exactly. it like you talked about it. Absolutely, yeah, you can't. Absolutely. Keep... If I start talking about macros and micros in my first meeting, this is his 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 calculating on my food which makes me happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? If not if not in that moment, but in the subconscious head, human brains things like that. It's not a one size fits all that we think. Akash, Akash, you you just think about yourself, right? Yeah. You have also got this journey from uh, from uh, oh, I say over healthy, I don't call fat. Right. That's again a bigger <laughs> response to the brain. Over healthy to 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 such a fit guy, right? Yeah. Isn't it true that it plays on your subconscious head? Absolutely. No, I think it plays it plays a much bigger uh role in the subconscious mind than it actually does in your uh, physical uh, transformation i feel that um the way it affects your your mental strength your capabilities your your perception of yourself and uh, again as you said how the power of experience it's not yeah. it's not possible to change someone oh, like that yeah. unless you can make them experience it i i have made all the mistakes like here share a runtime experience live right now We are able to record this podcast between you and me, just because you have experienced something what I have experienced, and both of these things overlaps. Yeah, and yeah. that that that's how authenticity is created because we both experience something common because of one conversation. We both yeah. are, we both <laughs> believe believe in in the experience that we went through. Yeah. You know, so that's why I said uh, that's why I keep saying uh, experience slash uh, incident slash uh, things that happens in your life uh, it, it goes as a saying: it's the best teacher. It's just it's the best teacher because it makes your beliefs stronger about anything. I agree. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. Amazing. So, on to the okay. first topic of the day. Let's talk about the importance of uh, movement and flow in today's lifestyle. So again, this comes back to some of the training principles followed at Easy Human that you might want to touch upon. So you know, uh, quite yes. often we talk about how nowadays so many people spend a lot of time sitting at their desks and uh, how that over the long term can be detrimental to their health. Uh, things like poor posture, digestion problems, stiff muscles, tightness, uh, compression in the hips and so on. and what's more important is that these don't just pertain to our parents or to those who have jobs so there was a study conducted by a group of researchers at the world health organization which by the way i should mention should be taken with a grain of salt given how they've been handling uh, recent events so uh, they analyzed survey results that included around 1.6 million adolescents from over 140 different countries in 2001 and then in 2016 They found that 81% of the adolescents did not meet uh, WHO's requirements of having at least an hour, an hour of physical activity every day. 
There was also a difference in genders where 78% of boys failed to hit the daily recommended target versus 85% of girls. I'll link the study in the show notes as well as in the blog. So Ritesh, I want to ask you, what are your thoughts on this? You know, in today's world where all information is so freely accessible over the internet, what's missing? Like, I don't think it's a motivation problem, which is what most people point to straight away. Why is it important to keep moving for everyone? So, again, uh, to answer that, you know, uh, we, we need to get into why of it. What you, what you said is that motivation is not a problem. The beauty about Homo sapiens is that we know most of the things as far as uh, uh, th- things that we need to do is, is concerned, if you know what I mean. We know that we need to work. Yeah. We know that we need to move. So, we are already aware of the fact that we need, this needs to be done why it's not happening that's the first phase of your question why it is not happening is again uh, if most of these chunk of people that we we have just spoken about has not been taken through that experience you know and and that's that's uh, as rightly said motivation is something which is always there it just needs to be activated yeah. with experience yeah motivation is there experience is experience needs to be needs to be inculcated in the whole gamut of the human body yeah you know so so the the experience lacks and the reason that we are having this conversation is that it touches the soul of those people who are still still not able to start this journey yeah. and great that we are doing this podcast and that's the whole reason why we are doing this podcast. Yeah. And that's that's one of the primary reason that that people are not the, these numbers that you just spoke. They are not able to execute. It is we should have this kind of conversation almost three sixty five into three sixty five days. Yeah. So that at least at least we choose one medium to impact people's life. Then it will evolve. At least if we do this. Hundred thousand of people listen to it. They will get motivated to do something. You know, that's how the journey will progress. Yeah. Okay. So that's the first phase or first part of your question. Now, the second part is about is about how do we initiate them. How, we would initiate them, and how does movement plays an important role? Uh, we can. So what I have been doing is I am personally working with the uh, street kids. So again, apart from having my gym or, or whatever, training few people, that I always say that uh, if you have to reach out to, to the audience or, or the large masses, you need to be naked in your thought. Okay. And if you are naked in your thought, you would never be, never be shy about actually teaching or as openly preaching what you really believe in. So I started this journey with the street kids and I, 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 I teach them movement and movement can be anything from dance to doing capoeira, as I said, a, a yoga session to, to uh, helping uh, doing help people within my seminars to start start helping them move. So that's that's the way we can we can reach out to masses. Uh, what? Uh, what was the second part of your question? Sorry, if you can repeat. Yeah, it. just uh, why is it so important? Why should we be moving? What, why is movement important for us? You know, uh, great, great that you are you are using that term movement, not exercise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you know, because exercise, the notion that is in in human's head is is we do a bench press and we do we do we do we do, we do a shoulder press or we do a bicep curl. Due respect to that. Yeah. But movement is something which is very holistic. Yeah. And uh, practicing movement integrates the human body. Yeah. Now imagine, 
if I ask you to, if I ask, if I teach you how to move in a in a quadrupedal position like a bear, bear, bear crawl, right? Yeah. For example, we do a bear crawl, which you would have done back in Easy Human. Yeah. Uh, the reason it is it is integrated is that it starts bringing the proprioception back from your hand to your head, which we never do. Yeah. When we were evolving as a home for, towards Homo sapiens, we were we were we were we were quadrupedal animals. We were we were on fours. Yeah. Right. And what has happened in being bipedal is that our whole proprioception has been limited to two, two legs that we have, yeah. or else who are who are differently able have one leg. We never we never use our palms in in day to day life. And my whole question is why not? Because these are the sensory organs that we have. Yeah. And these, these, these organs need feedback mechanism. Similarly, again, I keep saying that in, 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 my, in my talks is that we never think about uh, um, uh, wellness like uh, in, a, in terms of uh, creating more proprioception. Yeah. You know, uh, how about rubbing your entire body on, on, on the ground? We never thought about it. Yeah. And and if you go to back go to go back to Osho's time, uh, again one form of meditation was dynamic meditation, and one of the the fourth part of it was rubbing your whole body around the floor. That's why movement is important. It creates an amazing proprioception from your body back to your head, makes you mentally strong, and physical attribute becomes a byproduct of it. So you don't have to think about uh, it. Doesn't stresses you. It doesn't stresses you that I need to do back and chest. It again limits you. It, yeah. Your heart becomes limited. It's very narrow. You know, yeah. you, say, you, you, you think that, oh, yeah, I missed my back day today. Well, it, it's, it's a lot I to do with the trends my also, I guess. Day today. Yeah. Like yes. with, with the trends, like these days, people want things really fast. Like that extrinsic motivation from social media, looking at models and everything. And then some mm-hmm. people work towards it, but then they give up because they can't look as good as those models. Uh, I've seen a lot. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot like with these days with the younger generation. Then they just they just want to do it to have like an Instagram post. Like because because the the, the grassroots is is not strong enough because yeah. that's not the grassroots where you should start. Yeah. And I, I I never say not in my conversation, but that's the ultimate truth. Yeah. That's why I call initiation. If if we have to if you have to sustain something, we need to initiate human beings. You know, initiate them to a journey, make them experience it. So at, at Easy Human, most of the class and the training regime that we have is skill-based. Now, why it is why I call it skill-based? The, 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 the moment we use this term skill-based, skill is something which, which, will be, which, will be, which will sustain for a longer period of time. For example, do you, do you guys drive cars, right? Yeah, you know does drive a car. Yeah, yeah. That's a skill. <laughs> yeah. Will, will you forget after 10 years? No. No. no you won't. Yeah. Right? Because it's a skill that has been taught to your brain. Yeah. Similarly, when it comes to movement, movement becomes a skill which is taught, taught to your brain, which will remain throughout your lifetime if you keep practicing. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, an example of that is um, like I started yoga almost one and a half months ago. Like I did it as mm-hmm. like, when I was really young. But I got back into it because of uh, like the gym is closed and I didn't have any other place to like work out. So I just started with uh, s- small sessions. But now I can actually see my progression and I can do certain poses that I never thought I could. And uh, Akash has also started doing it. Like 
Yeah, Isaac. You know what Isaac Newton said once: most of the beautiful discoveries happen in inside the closed world. We with when you're you are limited with external resources. Yeah, it all starts with the mind. Yeah. It all starts with the mind. Yeah. I looked at yeah. one uh, doing yoga. and i thought that hey it's something i can you know explore because my idea of fitness and exercise is again it's no longer limited to just the confines of a gym i feel that there are so many ways you can explore with your body with your environment just improvise in different ways because you know uh like it goes back to um when we were kids you know we were when we were kids like some people of us in our age where we didn't have uh access to smartphones at that age at least i didn't and like our parents and our schools we used to be encouraged to go to the playgrounds and play and there was no one to stop us over there there was no one to judge us we could go to the sandbox we could play around with the gymnasium and all the rides over there and fall and get up again and just explore what we can do with our bodies and the same thing applies to fitness over here even when i'm in my room I started doing yoga and I saw that all right this is something that's very different to my own comfort zone and that makes me all the more incentivized to try this and keep improving at this because it's just going to be one more skill in my uh, in my say okay, skill under my yeah skill under yeah. my belt which I can practice and improve on yeah and so and and and, and you know what uh, as I as you were saying this Uh, our current situation globally is a classic example how our mind adapts and becomes free. Yeah, we will call this term a lockdown. It, this lockdown has actually opened human brain to think more about their inner selves. Absolutely, yeah. You know, and 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 this, and I was thinking this this has made me realize, and I I already practice it, and uh, I've uh, vipassana. You know what vipassana? Silence. What silence does is. it if people think that you you close yourself on around the four walls and you, you just be static and you don't utter a word it's actually you de- you de- somewhere down the line you deep dive inside yourself and that's what is happening to the world globally yeah you know yeah. you started yoga just because this lockdown happened when i say when we use this word blessing in disguise it is actually a blessing in disguise which is ha- helping not only you or me whole of the whole of the world globally right in actually knowing themselves it's it's that there's a very nice quote that i keep on saying endurance was not built in a day yeah you know your mental endurance every day of this lockdown is actually helping you to think what more can i do constructive about my well-being yeah and and great timing of this podcast because it's the this, the the only thing that you can do right now is is about your well-being yeah because that's the only way you can fight fight this covid-19 that's the only way that you can keep yourself happy that's the only way that you can um, extend your lockdown uh, which nobody knows and this this whole whole nature/universe/ slash slash this virus is is helping us realize that the true potential of a human being lies inside the four walls actually yeah and yeah. i'm writing a book uh, later down my life i i wanted to write freedom from from home wow yeah, so the ultimate way to realize what the beauty of home is to free everything yeah so yeah. that you start seeking your home back again yeah it changes uh, sort of comes with this this change in perception the way you look at things if you look at this this whole situation as something that you're confined and you're stuck into that oh i can't leave my house but if you change that thinking into something oh i can stay in my house 
and I can do so many things that I've never thought of before, then it opens your mind, mm-hmm. as you said, to be more creative and try new things. And then once it's all over, you're going to emerge as a better, stronger individual. That's what I, one of the quotes that I, that's written by me, I always say, self-control is the highest form of freedom. Yeah. Discipline. If you know what I mean. (laughs) Sam Harris also recently had a podcast about, um, the title was Meditation in uh, in Chaos. So he talks about facing your fears instead of distracting yourself during lockdown. Uh, Work on actually facing all your thoughts. Just be still with your own thoughts. And that's the hardest thing to do for human beings. Absolutely. If you really want to, so if you really want to go through something, uh, if you really want to get rid of something which actually knocks your heart, mind, body, and soul, and and pulls you back, is to go through it. Yeah. You have to pass through it, and you can only pass through it if you are stronger within yourself, and you can be only stronger within yourself with the with the kind of information that you feed through your mouth. That's the food that you eat, and the vibration that you create in your body. Yeah, we get more into that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Moving on. So we can't have a discussion on sustainable living without talking about food. We've already spoken so much about food. Uh, Food is everything. And again, like I've been into fitness for almost six years now, and I every year I keep learning about how different foods affect my body in different ways. There are so many myths and misconceptions, as we've spoke about, revolving around food and certain food groups that. It has sort of affected the way that we look at food and eat. Uh, we'll br- briefly address some of those because I feel it's an important part as we discussed. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So most websites, videos and articles about food and staying healthy share information that I personally feel is too generic now. I think the majority of us, at least Gen Z and millennials, have a good idea about different macronutrients and like foods like carbs, fats and proteins. Like personally, I remember a time when I used to obsess over these individual macros, you know, worrying about my protein content and whatnot. <laughs> over the years, I've sort of learned the importance of organic foods and food sourcing. Like I've also read about how uh, consumption of food that is grown and made locally makes a difference, particularly due, mm-hmm. due to the reduced transit time that keeps the food fresh. But I feel that and these are elements. Yeah, like I feel that these elements. These elements are way more crucial than simply the macronutrient profile of the food itself. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, going back to again our evolution, uh, we, 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 as I always say, we were hunter and gatherers. The food that you can hunt, gather, and eat, or else pluck, yeah. gather, and eat, would always be more effective more efficient for a human intestine and gut and brain than any other form of food and that's where the whole whole idea about different food group originates my thought is uh if you really want to eat your grains which i do not deny that you should not yeah if you really want to eat your grain it, and it is available locally if you can if you can go back to that chucky and get your grain back again there's no harm in eating but the level of processing that it goes through before it reaches the consumer kills the value of the nutrients in the food yeah. and that's why this this whole food regime this whole diet nutrition macro micros come into picture now i give you a classic example of the labor that that work in in construction areas yeah. they, are, they are ribbed ribbed and they have good matured muscle 
have they spoken ever about macro and micronutrients? No. Have they ever spoken about fat proteins? No, they haven't. Because they know what they know that I I it is being locally sourced and I am exhausting my energy, my calorie, and the the cycle continues. So what we do, that's why I all say at times information kills. Yeah. Excess information kills, to be precise. We don't need to know too much, otherwise, it it we all are scientists. Then. <laughs> no, we don't have to. We don't. We don't want to. We don't have to be that scientist. We have to be a common human being who lives life in the most easiest form ever possible, and being gifted to mankind by Almighty. Yeah. We complex it. We say that we will do a keto diet. We will do a vegan diet. For that matter, we'll do a paleo diet. No need. The the need of the hour is the simplicity of eating, and simplicity of eating, as you rightly said, starts from locally sourced food. Yeah. Now, it becomes it becomes a trend, and 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 correct me if I'm wrong. It becomes a trend in 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 Western world and and metros. Uh, Metro city is that you know what I have a I have a I have a farm I have my own farm yeah and I I grew it locally my thing is bro back in my village I, I used to do the same thing <laughs> it's not cool it's not cool it's it's the it's the lifestyle that we were meant to live it's what's required unfortunately, yeah unfortunately we are not able to yeah, yeah. you know yeah so again just a, just a just a thought I think I I shared it with you Pillsbury. Pillsbury is regarded as well, and and it's a big statement. Pillsbury was is regarded as one of the uh, major producers of uh, wheat and grains. You know, जो आप आटा खाते हो वहाँ से वहीं से आता है. It was sacked. It was sacked back in 2010. And it's a research by FDA that said that the amount of nutrition that you are promising, it's not there. Yeah. In defense of food is one of the one of the amazing uh, shows on Netflix, and it says that just for the reference of it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now sometimes the uh, yeah, the the key just lies in simplicity. I feel we get too fixated on the the outer layers. Abhi, yeah. Yeah. Abi, abi, abi. I will say that you don't have to eat uh, green. You. It depends on the person that I'm catering to. If that that if that person can't afford that food, how about how about like me only teaching food? Yeah. Yeah. I can't. Like it's not only about those audience who want to have a uh, have a wellness lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody wants to have a wellness lifestyle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it just becomes a I, trend, I, I and they want to sell it to everyone. Like it becomes like a trend, yeah. and they just want to sell it to everyone, and then people want to have that kind of lifestyle. So like, I want to go vegan. That. <laughs> that's a that's a brilliant brilliant point that you raised because that sparks me left right and center because the economy is dictated by that. Yeah. It's yeah. it's sad that the economy is created by that. Veganism is becoming big, and I I love animals. Yeah, and I become emotional about animals too. But I I, I consume them because I I also believe in food chain. Yeah, yeah. There will be always two side of one thought. Yeah. You know what I mean? So again, it it shows research shows the economy economy is dictated by the the food fundas that 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 is pushed into consumers' head. Yeah. It's it's. It's it's it 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 hits your human psyche. I understand. I understand. Killing animals and eating them might—it's not good. But how about food chain? Just a food for thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, speaking of that, um, let's start with like a clear definition of organic food or farming. So what I found was that organic food um, definition based involves the growth and production of agricultural foods without the use of synthetic chemicals such as fungicides, herbicides, pesticides, fertilizers and genetically modified organisms, GMOs. So with livestock, this includes keeping poultry, chickens out in the open rather than in tightly packed cages and coops. The term used is pasture-raised, free-range chicken or eggs. This essentially means that the chickens are fed non-GMO grains or food and are raised in an ethical manner in the absence of growth-inducing drugs, steroids, antibiotics or hormones. And this also applies to red meat and cattle. The industrialization of the dairy industry back in the 1950s and 60s resulted in all the dairy manufacturers housing all these cows in large large warehouses where they injected them with hormones and antibiotics to increase milk production to make more money. That was very sad to um, read about because the cows are meant to roam freely and feed on grass and organic grass-fed red meat and dairy is what is desirable because I found that all of these chemicals have high concentrations of nitrates, sulfur, bacteria that is toxic to our bodies, even potentially carcinogenic. Uh, there, there are two terms in biology known as bioaccumulation and biomagnification. In a nutshell, the synthetic chemicals that a plant or an animal is fed or injected with builds up over time as it is injected with more and more of that chemical. And as we humans consume that plant or animal, the chemicals stored within the food which is the plant, ends up in our systems as well, which of course has detrimental effects. So that is biomagnification. And we don't think about this. So, Thuritesh, like I've personally seen individuals talk about how organic food is nothing more than a way to rip people off since like it's more expensive. How would you stress the consumption of organic food that is uh, sourced locally and responsibly? First, uh, welcome to the Corona world. That's how, that's what biomagnification is all about. That's what is happening right now. (laughs) <laughs> and, and you know um, first uh, let's understand uh, what happens what happens to human intestine when you when you actually consume them the 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 level of um, there's a there's a term called uh, tamasic food tamasic yeah. food is something which which lowers down your energy level because you are you're you're dependent you your food regime involves a lot of meat red meat and all those stuff it reduces your energy level now again uh, there's a the, again there's a counter study to that as well but just to add to your point yeah. what you're saying what it does similarly what processed food does what these chemicals do to your intestine is that they force the human intestine to do extra work which is not required yeah in order to digest those intestine and what happens to human gut human human gut is compromised and uh, the study says you we we as homo sapiens have two brains yeah one brain we all know and the other brain is your gut yeah, yeah. So imagine your gut response being compromised every time you have those chemical based food what is happening in totality is that the, the level of functioning is compromised not only again from a physical aspect, it's from a mental aspect as well. Yeah. Now, uh, just to be overcritical on people who, who claim to do organic farming, especially in, in, in Asia, it's very difficult. 
Yeah. It's very, very difficult. It's very difficult and it's very expensive. Mm. Because uh, as a consumer, if I think as a consumer, am I able to access the authenticity of organic farming? No. Yeah. How much you do you trust I the mean? labels? Yeah. How, how much do you trust the labels? Uh, if somebody said, and, and it's a typical consumer head, if somebody tells you in in, in, in place like, uh, but due respect to our country, but if you go to go to places like New Zealand or else, for example, Singapore or else, Australia for that matter, if, if they tell you that this is Wagyu, this is Wagyu beef, yeah. you would you would somewhere find the authenticity of it. Yeah. But back in India, we, we one you don't get it. But again, <laughs> you, you will question the authenticity of it mm-hmm. just because culturally we are convinced that it is it is it is very difficult. It is very challenging to do something yeah. like that. So I'm first. I'm talking from a consumer hand point of view. Now, uh, organic food, organic farming, is it good? It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant if you are able to execute it. And I'm, and what you know what I'm doing? I'm I'm working with with these kids who are actually setting up organic farming. Wow. Uh, back in Delhi, they are my uh, friends' uh, brothers, and I'm actually helping them in understanding. Uh, and uh, creating the whole awareness about how do we ensure that the authenticity of what you guys are doing reaches to the consumer. Yeah. You know, if the authenticity of organic farming reaches to the consumer, the sustainability of of organic farming will 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 grow. What happens right is is we say organic. Yeah. It is, but but again, I, I'm, as a consumer, am I able to see it? Like. Uh, three, we, uh, two days back in our building, somebody has started uh, sending foods. Uh, he's like, you can buy locally from us because it comes from my farm and it's really fresh. Yes, it is actually it is actually better than what we consume. But again, again, being overcritical. Yes, I'm happy that it's great. Yeah. But again, being overcritical, the the grassroots is that how authentic it is. I want to know that. Yeah. You know, that's the gap. I in future that that consumer will have as you start becoming more educated about it yeah if you understand what i mean you know i do what I, mean? I do like organic food mujhe mil raha taazi sabji hai i can consume it great it tastes amazing brilliant that's step one sold it's already in process yeah but the later part of this will be i want to question that how genuine is it know, yeah i want to know the sourcing of my food yeah and the the moment anybody is able to bridge that gap I think yeah I think that's actually a desirable situation to get to where we are able yeah. to make that decision to know where our food comes from That's why that's why you know with these two kids I'm like constantly uh, talking to them understanding what they're doing so that if and that's why that's where influence comes into picture if I, if 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 somebody says something about the source of it so if I, I I design a flowchart about this is how it's been done and this is how it reaches to the consumer. I'll be sold. Yeah, yeah. For a longer period of time before somebody makes another change. I agree with you on that. So uh, coming back to our discussion we had on food groups being considered bad or unhealthy, I want to focus on fat, particularly saturated fat. Saturated fat I feel gets too much of a bad rap by the media and even some health experts. And a large amount of credit for this, of course, goes to the food manufacturing companies. After doing some research, I found that so in the 1960s, when the food industry was starting to commercialize, the food manufacturers, particularly those that sold products with high contents of refined white sugar, 
propagated the idea that consuming high amounts of fat, specifically saturated fat, is linked with heart disease, high cholesterol, blood pressure, and obesity. The thing is, they used observational studies that involved people who ate certain foods, such as processed red meats like hamburgers and hot dogs, with the uh, and they connected that with high rates of the aforementioned conditions. The fact is that the research didn't account for any other habits such as smoking, drinking, or drug abuse. More importantly, like the relationship between the two variables was found to be a correlation, not, not a causation. Yeah. That's a very important thing. People think that red meat causes cancer, red meat causes this. What they found was a coincidental correlation between the two variables. And the media didn't need to know that. For the next 50 years, these companies proceeded to sell low-fat, high-sugar products like low-fat yogurts, like in the name of being healthy. The result is in front of us. There was a spike in obesity, heart disease, and diabetes. A lot of myths, a lot of misinformation there. Yeah, there's a negative connotation to like whenever you think of red meat or saturated fat, like in general, like from my personal experience, like I stopped eat, consuming ghee as well, like long time back, but now I still, still do. I'm, com- <laughs> I'm back to it. Why did why did it, why did it come back to consuming ghee? Just out of curiosity. Um, Akash introduced me to saturated fats again, so. Um, <laughs> and why, why did why, why 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 did you why did you uh, sustain on that? Um, yeah, I saw the changes in my body as well. Like you, I saw, you experienced it to yeah, believe it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Like good sources of saturated fat, like coconut oil, ghee, clarified no. butter, grass-fed dairy, nuts, nuts, nuts. Yeah. They've been shown to increase levels of what's called high-density lipoprotein (HDL) or the good cholesterol in right. our bodies. Like the I latest trend you. is of going low carb. So, like, what are your thoughts about this whole idea of excluding certain food groups? It's it's from just the diet? that uh, the body image that again, like selling that lifestyle. Like you see those magazines. And they show you that kind of body image of like a female or a male. And then they think that if you consume this thing, you will never be able to achieve that. Five foods to get abs, like those kind of, you know, marketing statements. I feel a lot of misinformation there. Yeah, the thing is that the the misinformation is triggered because we actually want to hear that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Uh, I was, uh, again... This 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 COVID nineteen is is has got me in reading into a lot of conspiracy theories and one is one is actually proven now is if you if you really think about the current situation the media what media is doing is it is actually sending you those information you which you actually want to hear for example. We actually want to know how many people are suffering from COVID-19 disease across the world. How many people have been treated? How many people will, will has, has died? Similarly, when you talk about all these food groups, it, it, it is a phase of industry. Now, there was one phase wherein the whole nation were turned, the, the whole world wanted to be anorexic and they defined that as fitness. Yeah. The, then there was whole whole Arnold Schwarzenegger era where then everybody once wanted to be buffed up. Then the whole whole situation came of uh, become uh, becoming somebody who who is on a low carb diet. Now the thing is, what we are trying to not trying to understand here from a red meat point of view or something like low fat yogurt or a low carb is 
we are we're getting confused in all these things that people are saying it's just it more than misinformation again it's too much of information yeah it's too the simply simple way to understand and 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 live life is to understand what is best suited for a human intestine your intestine and my intestine and the globe the people around the globe their intestine is absolutely same Yeah. our faces that affect yeah there can be a response mechanism which can be slow or fast but the intestine is common yeah it's not it's not it's not the it's not that uh, captain america has uh, uh, some other intestine and akash and ritesh has some other intestine yeah. it's nothing like that now if you understand if you're clear on the fact that the human intestine is is mostly the same it, what has what altered the intestine is the lifestyle yeah we are the culprits we are the culprits now if we already agree to a fact the intestine is 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 the same the level of processing might be different now we need to understand the food group that is best suited for a human intestine yeah now there are two studies first study again as i always said that the paleolithic uh, era uh, the paleolithic human being were the most fittest species that a mankind has ever produced now if we know that an an paleolithic regime involves a lot of red meat fruits nuts seeds yeah. and vegetables and you hunt your food gather and eat great yeah you know so if you're able to understand the fact that what 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 is the food group that that works best for me like your friend had ghee and realized that it works best for me because akash told me on the basis of the research and experience that he had yeah right so similarly we are we, between three of us we all are right now convinced that the human intestine understand fat really well yeah and if it understand fat really well there is no harm in not having it and that and i always say uh, eat fat to lose fat yeah very very important you know I mean? very important yeah you need to eat fat yeah, yeah. now the 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 second funda come is, is is in the proportion of it yeah now coming back how how the how do i educate you around the proportion of it is to make you experience it yeah the moment you experience it you would be convinced that i need to take this proportion i do not need ritesh's guidance because i have experienced it yeah. now now you're you're like similarly your goals keep on evolving now say one year down the line you want to be a um uh, a uh, uh, endurance training athlete you also want to do a iron man right yeah. an iron man Now your food regime will change. Yes, you have to have those carbohydrates. Yeah. How can how can you how can you how can you run for say on an average of seven hours without having carbohydrates? Yeah. And I'm talking on a basis of pure experience. I have been in a and it's complete experience. I have been on a Paleolithic regime for a period of more than twelve hundred days, more than three years, three 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 fifteen hundred days. Now in that period, now 2019, I again did Everest. This time I went 6,000 meters. Oh wow! Uh, and I was doing my Paleolithic regime, but on when you climb that high altitude and when you're in mountains, you need to consume carbohydrate. Yeah. You need to have those chawal and dal. Yeah. You need to have those cakes, brother. You need to have a lot of cakes. You need to have those tangs. you need to have those sunfills you need to have lot of lot of fat and carbohydrate yeah. so what i did is that i wanted to see whether how my intestine adapts to it yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it took a couple of days to adapt so before i was going i started altering my food yeah. and gradually it adapted 
because human as darwin said said survival for the fittest and i say if you there are two things that will uh, decide the home human evolution is adaptation and survival yeah so what i started doing is i started adapting to i i, I made sure my intestine is educated with this food group then i i did my everest it was all good and i came back and came back to my again paleolithic regime because i wanted to sustain that yeah that's one second recently again may 2019 uh, may june yeah no october 20th i did iron man and no kidding the amount of salt on the course that i had i never had it for 3 years i was holding salt in my fist and just put gulping it in my mouth you know what i mean yeah. so uh, is salt is salt bad for you depends it depends yeah. is sugar good for you or bad for you Depends. depends yeah always depend on 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 the individual's goal yeah now if you want to lead a normal lifestyle uh then you have a like you don't even have physical activity you yeah. just walk and there is a very nice study which says that you don't even have to actually work out you just have to walk mm. in those those gamut of the population which is the most chunk of it get your food right then we talk this lingo yeah sugar is a cocaine yeah you know what i mean So when we talk about this low fat yogurt I said I say that there is a study by uh FDA again uh which says that um, uh, uh human body doesn't need dairy after age of 3 yeah yeah you know what i mean i read about that as so, well so again it it nullifies this low fat yogurt yeah then we talk about low carb i have never never been understand able to understand what what the hell low carb means but because everything that you eat you has carbs <laughs> everything name one thing that doesn't have carbs nothing mostly there would be very very less most of just fatty foods basically fatty foods yeah but yeah, but, yeah. But, like how do you how do you even talk that let like, the senseless language of low carb yeah optimal carb might be a better choice yeah. you know i mean uh, like again it's 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 just so broad and then we still choose to narrow ourselves and then we get fixated on the nitty gritty before i think the first step should always be to start with the basics the roots where we started the roots as as as, as we spoken human intestine understand a food group yes teach them that food group and start executing it and and so what is science and i always say what is science science is trial and error yeah Yeah. Ah, yeah. You don't try something which which helps you to die, but you yeah, try in moderation. There's just one point that I want to like um, emphasize that you keep talking about individuals, and then looking intrinsically, like just looking at yourself and what works for you best. It's just that I feel that today's world people are looking at other people and trying to compare themselves with them, and then they don't seem to eat for themselves is they're eating so that they can achieve that kind of a body not something that can they want can i just want... pause you can i just pause you there yeah. the 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 point we need where he said that they they want to do because they look at somebody else my my question will always be why don't we question why why do the, why do we do that we think why? that that person is the the ideal self their body why? is the why why Because Why? because the society around us has portrayed has projected this image that this celebrity is this is how you know he's the Greek god or like he's the the Why model on the he cover. He has another point to make actually. Because yeah. because we have never explored our inner self. That's where meditation becomes very right. important. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Went on a tangent. <laughs>
No, but it is true because even I like when I was like two three years yeah. back, I've always been skinny. Like after third grade, mm. I had food poisoning. I used to be chubby, but then I became so skinny and my immune system was so bad that I haven't recovered like properly since then. And it's been like mm. more than a decade. So like I used to see a lot of bodybuilders and like take inspiration from them. But then I realized I don't have to look a certain way. I just have to uh, yeah. make goals yes. for myself and achieve them, and that's that's completely fine. Like I don't have to keep comparing what, what myself. We, what are we with this conversation? What are we trying to give it to the audience? Is not fitness gyan, yeah. it not food gyan, yeah. it nothing. It, we are trying to create a happy environment. Happiness yeah, yeah. is the ultimate goal. And we, when you reach that goal, you say, "Oh, I want to be more happy." There is no harm in that. Yeah. You know, so being skinny is in your head that I weigh sixty five at a height of five eleven. I am skinny. Okay, fine. It's cool. Let's let's talk about. Are you happy? How do I make you happy? If I'm if I'm able to make you happy with the lingo that you say, I'm skinny. I'm good. Because if you are yeah. happy, you won't talk that language. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I am. That's why I say over healthy, not fat. Treat day, not cheat day. These are the things, small things that trigger human response and human brain. Yeah. Like somebody, I was reading one of the interviews. Says, "I never say that I'm proud about myself because it it gives me a, a sense of I don't know whether you understand that word, hankar. Like I am arrogance, I'm, yeah. I'm the man. arrogance, ego. I'm the man. Yeah. yeah, you know, that's how that's how media works. That how our brain gets trapped. Just pull back. That's why meditation. That's why the first answer I said is meditation. Why do we look outside? We don't have to. Yeah, like." Can you can you stay by yourself? I never say alone. I, can you stay by yourself? Yes, I can. Yeah. I can stay with myself. Yeah. I'm not alone, but I can stay with myself. And that's the art that this COVID nineteen lockdown is teaching. I keep on repeatedly saying. And I'll share something with you uh, after this in person. Uh, what Gita says about uh, about uh, Ekant and Akela Pan. That is something right. absolutely different. Right. Yeah, we'll discuss that. Um, yeah. you know um totally agree with it so back to something you had mentioned earlier and we'll sort of keep this last point you mentioned about the two driving forces of human change if i'm correct me if i'm wrong is the food that we mm-hmm. eat and the vibrations that take place in our body how would you mm-hmm. connect that with the whole our whole purpose of this conversation which is about see, being sustainable and supporting longevity in our life how would you connect yeah. those I would I would love to I would love to talk about uh, about your journey. Mm just uh, just like uh, 10 seconds. Uh what made you come to this level as far as your uh, profession, your education, your uh, your uh, well-being is concerned? How did you evolve in this like say 3 or 4 years, 5 years? 5 years, okay. Then what are the major changes that you did? So the things then i would say it goes back to my roots you know it's just as a as an over healthy kid as you mentioned um it's not just the fact that i was it's not just the way i looked from the outside it was more of how i felt on the inside i didn't feel like this is the life i want to live i was only 15 when i realized that you know I, there's a change needed and i sort of set a standard for myself after i started seeing changes when i saw that i can conquer my body i felt that i can 
do whatever I want. And I set that high standard and I and that high standard has radiated into all different aspects of my life. It affected my my education, it affected my social relationships, it affected every single aspect of my life. And I'm and I, every day I see results uh, in some way or the other and I keep learning. In fact, one of the quotes that I've had on our website, it's a famous quote by Socrates is that true wisdom comes to those who realize how little they know about the world around them and about themselves because we don't think about things like personally i don't believe in the idea of perfectionism i feel that if you think you're perfect you have no reason to live anymore. you're on the same page yeah if you think you're perfect you have no reason to live anymore what are you living for then what's your purpose what do you want to do with your life i feel that we we should always be striving to be better and better because there's no end to knowledge there's no end mm-hmm. it just it's like a it's like a like a cycle of perpetual growth. So like to answer your question, I would say this point, I just wanted, I want to do two things. Firstly, I want to maintain this trajectory that I've been on. I want to keep learning. I want to grow as an individual in all different ways. Secondly, I want to make sure that I'm giving people like me, people who want that voice, people who have their own stories, people who want to help and inspire people. I want to give them a platform to help other people. I want to make sure that, uh, that this notion about people our age, how we're not, uh, we're lazy or we're entitled, I, I want to change that because I feel that people our age can be very opinionated and outspoken. And uh, with guests like you who have, who have shared such an inspiring story and so many, um, so many interesting thoughts uh, today, I feel that one of the ways to utilize the internet is to use this as an opportunity to inspire, to realize and resonate. Which is what the modern Z slogan is. Absolutely, absolutely, and and uh, the, what I gather from what you said is that what actually started changing, evolving you as a person is you wanted to have that self control on yourself through the medium of food and your well being and and any form of physical activity that you did. Yeah. Now, if I if I if I take the example of Sam Akash not doing all these stuff. It would be a difficult journey. It would be a very challenging journey, and it would it would not not even spark this thought of 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 putting all of this together and giving it to the society. Yeah, you know. So so when I when I say that the only two way to alter human uh, physiological response is to f- eat to 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 feed the information that we uh, through our mouth as food and the way we vibrate is that. Because it's it helps you to do, you to channelize your energies and your chakras, yeah. and the way the the moment the energy and the chakras are channelized, you have a better self control in yourself, and you become more aware about your own life and your own potential and your own understanding of what you want to actually do. Yeah, and that's why you can think of something absolutely abstract from. From scaling Mount Everest summit to doing Iron Man to 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 uh, going crossing English Channel to uh, to actually speaking out uh, in public on these podcasts to actually spending amazing time with these street kids to to anything that you want and 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 if you look go by the history of it most of the successful people that we see around us keeps on telling you one thing eat eat healthy exercise eat healthy exercise yeah exceptions are always there that's how chemistry is made 
Yeah. You know. Yeah. So so if you but if you take a look at the masses, we always know what is the right thing to do with this conversation with this podcast. We are just ensuring that we are able to activate human thought in order to live a life which is more holistic and which actually is not about you it's it's about it's about giving something society and dying happily yeah you know what i mean like that's it that's that's the, everybody can own money everybody can have or everything everything we are capable of having everything but what 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 we are also capable of in a very big dimension of life is to impact people's life positively yeah. and that's how it will happen yeah. first you you change yourself improve yourself and then you can pass on that experience to make somebody believe that it is the easiest process of achieving whatever you want to achieve and that's how you feel successful about being yourself precisely right so uh, yeah might we might uh, wrap up the episode here um so i'm going to link all the sources we use for the information in the show notes below i'm going to link your website easyhuman.com along with your instagram page so that our audience can know um, who you are a little bit more so that they can see whatever it is that you do you do some crazy stuff on your instagram i would recommend all our um listeners to have a look at Ritesh's Instagram page to get some inspiration on a lot of different movements and exercises and just things as a whole. It's it's really inspiring, and um, yeah, uh, thank you so much for joining us uh, this evening. Yeah, it was Ritesh, really we, inspiring and motivational. Yeah, we really appreciate your help, and we surely hope that uh, we have been able to help someone else, help someone on their journey, whatever it may be. Right. My pleasure, and I'll just. Uh, uh link something to uh to this endless conversation that we'll always have and i quote uh, what stephen hawkins once said we are just an advanced breed of monkeys on a minor planet on, of a very average star but wow. we can understand the universe that makes us something very special mm. yeah that sounds like something stephen hawking would say <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That wraps up the episode. Cheers, man. Thank you.